You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm uh, excited about this week of football. It's you know what's crazy, Marcus. After this, we're halfway through the season. Isn't that pretty weird? much. I mean, we go we go through this. We have the week eight bye, and the season's basically halfway finished. It, it, it flies by. So let's jump right in. We we got a lot to talk about this yes. week. So we're gonna do our matchups, and at the end, we're gonna make our predictions like we always oh, do. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, no, no, that's that should be the best part of this show the because now we have a. Uh, a, a reputation we've oh, got to live up it. to. stop it. You have a reputation. I'm just doing what I can to get through it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so I want to talk about the Cowboys offense against this Redskins defense because I think that's really going to be the premier matchup. Um, you know, I wrote a piece for The Athletic today about the how the Cowboys can run the ball against this Alabama, I mean Washington uh, <laughs> defensive line. Uh, they have obviously some really talented players in that front seven with Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, uh, obviously Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, and then their linebackers. So I'm going to just toss this right up to you. How do you think the Cowboys can run against this Redskins front seven? Well, I think that you know, uh, I like the the kind of formula that they had come up with uh, a little bit more last week. I think you know the zone read stuff, more of that, more of uh, getting, you know, kind of the spread out formations. I think you know, these the the talent here along the defensive line um, with Allen and Payne, specifically the Alabama guys, two of the Alabama guys you referenced, sure. um, and then. Ionitis is I mean Ionitis is not probably the the same level of run defender that those guys are. Um but I think that the idea is that if you get the thinner you get with those guys, the the less of the Allens and Paynes and Ionitis is on the field at once, you the probably the better success you're going to have uh running the football I think you know I, I mean Zach Brown is a good running back uh, linebacker but I don't don't know that Mason Foster is someone that I'm you know worried about losing sleep at night um, certainly not in coverage either because he, no. he's really a guy that you can expose if you're trying to throw against him and that's what I'm saying I'm thinking is that if you can give you know disguise what you're doing a little bit while using kind of more spread out formations I I think you know you're gonna get guys like Foster going in the wrong direction at times, and that's going to give you a little bit of a step you need, whether it's, you know, zone reads, whether it's RPOs to throwing behind him. Uh, you know, I think that's all uh, kind of what I would think about doing. Now, you know, the, the the issue is is that you don't bring out, like, worse players necessarily by loading them up in nickel. I mean, I think, you know, they have pretty right. decent corners. Uh, Fabian Moreau started to come into his own. That kid, uh, what's the other kid who's been the starter? Uh, Dunbar, I think his name uh, is. Quentin Dunbar. He's yeah. the guy who played wide receiver at Florida. Yeah. Uh, and so, then they kind of tr- moved him to cornerback. So, uh, yeah, they've got talent in their secondary. So I think, you know, I, I, I you know, I still, even with Fabian Moreau, I, I like, I mean, if, if that's who they plan on, uh, uh, you know, 
putting in the slot, I, which I don't I don't know exactly how they do that, but that, it's Moreau. Is yep, it? It's Moreau. I, yep. I, I I still love that matchup versus Beasley because I think Moreau is you know he's a big guy with long arms, and I think that that is you know he's I think he can give some other guys trouble, but I think that uh, Beasley should be able to eat this guy up for lunch. Um, I, I, but but at the same time, I think that you know uh, that you, they just need to find a way to. Uh, I would rather deal with the talent on the outside, um, you, or at least get the talent on the outside, and then deal with uh, the the thinned out uh, box. Uh, I think that that's going to you know help open things up in the play action game as well. So a couple notes really quickly. This. Washington front is kind of similar to this front that we saw last week with Jacksonville where they've got some really talented big dudes up front and then behind them they've got some speed at linebacker. So in that sense, the Cowboys will at least have a little bit of experience here. The other thing is, like Jacksonville, this is a very aggressive defense. Both Brown and Foster love to get downhill and mm-hmm. attack in the running game. If you can use misdirection, if you can use read option, even Ryan Kerrigan is not the most fundamentally sound player. He he over pursues on runs a ton. If you can run, you know, some of that stuff to the opposite side of the field, it's too bad Tavon's not playing in this game because I, I think Tavon could yeah, have had a big game on, on the runs. But that's Look the way for to Thompson, beat Washington. Though. Look for Thompson. I, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised. I saw a little bit of that in training camp, and obviously they wanted to end up offloading that to Tavon. But I, I think that you know he has uh he has the speed to do the job. Like he clearly has that kind of burst to get outside, and then the question is, can he gather himself and get north and south in time to beat to get around the corner? Um, but I, I I agree. I think. Getting them moving one way and then going back the other way is going to be helpful. Whether that's you know play action bootlegs out of the back end off of off of run action, you know we saw them have a lot of success with the counter tray, um, yeah, you know last absolutely. week. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did a little bit more of that. You know, getting people on the outside and yeah, Brown and Foster can get out there, but uh, I don't know that um, you know they they're going to like what they see when they get out there, <laughs> right? Um, now let's talk about the passing game for a little yeah. bit. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Beasley with Fabian Moreau. Uh, Josh Norman on the, the Monday night game against the Saints was benched because uh, of a, an issue that happened in the locker room. He also wasn't playing that well. We mentioned Dunbar. Their safeties are okay. DJ Swearinger is definitely a guy that is better or more comfortable down in the box. Um, Monte Nicholson is a guy is a young player not playing particularly well. They have a couple uh, younger safeties in Troy Epke, the guy from Penn State, but he hasn't played yet. Uh, so it, kind of a mix and match uh, secondary here. Uh, Norman is clearly not the same player that he was in previous years. I think Alan Hearns is probably going to see a lot of Norman, which means those are two players that probably run in the four sixes now. Uh, Alan Hearns <laughs> finally found a cornerback that runs the same as him. So uh, how can the Cowboys pass the ball against this Washington secondary in Week 7? Well, I mean, if you know Norman keeps blowing coverages, I mean, I feel like they're going to be able to do it. Um, that was really the issue. It felt, it felt like going back and watching, it, it seemed like he was blowing his assignments. And I, from what I've heard, and I think I actually heard it on the uh, Locked On Cowboys podcast some crossover show. Sure, uh, it sounded like uh, it sounded like uh, there was uh, some talk back about said. Uh, blown coverage in in the locker room at halftime, and uh, that's what got him benched. So, uh, I am 
of the belief that we need to let's get let's get Gallup going. You know, I agree. I yes. mean, I, I think because I think here's the other thing about this. You know, some people may get uh, uh, thrown off by the crappy field that they're going to be playing on, and, and and to a certain degree, that I feel like that might play to a Josh Norman's game a little bit because it you know would, yep. al- almost no one can get to their full speed on that field. Um, but I, 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 having said all that. I like the physical nature that Gallup plays with. I like the way when the ball gets to him and it's and it's a you know, it's a go get it. It's my ball situation. I don't feel like he has problems there. I feel like where he has issues is, uh, you know, I think he has some concentration drops every once in a while, uh, which I feel like that he's gotten better about that. And I think that there's been issues actually early on getting into. Uh, his route, but I, I think that in a situation like this where he should be able to fight through Norman, you know, I think he's physical enough to do that. Uh, test him down the field, you know, to get send send a, uh, all all your speed down the field. I, I I think that you know get get uh you know maybe not Hearns as much as uh some of these other guys, but I think you you get uh. You know, you, you try to get your your players down the field. You try to get Thompson down the field. You try to get, uh, like I said, Gallup down the field. And, on and, play action. This team yeah, loves to bite absolutely. on play action Well, I stuff. mean, look, Swearinger is notorious for being a victim of play action. And, and again, like what you said with the free safety, with the, with a weakened free safety back there, all it takes is one guy to get past him. Right. That's all it takes. And, and, and now suddenly, again, I, I think it's going to be really, really key – for this team to make sure that they are attacking all areas, make make the Washington defense. This is a good defense, so you're going to need to make them defend all areas of the field, and that includes the deep half as well. All right, let's pause so I can tell you guys about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend a concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app today. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, let's talk about the other side of the ball when Washington has uh, the ball on offense against this Cowboys defense. Uh, it, we are recording this on Tuesday, so we don't have the injury report from today. But it sounds like almost everybody is going to play, except maybe Sean Lee. That's probably going to be a game-time call. Uh, let's start with the Washington running, rushing attack. Uh, they've been up and down this year. Peterson's actually been okay when he's played. Chris Thompson has been banged up. Uh, their offensive line is uh, significantly healthier than they were last year. Uh, how can the Cowboys stop this Washington rushing attack? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts up front. I mean, you, you, it's a lot like, uh, you know, they, it's not coincidental that uh, run game Moses ended up going over to the 
to uh, the uh, the Washington Redskins and then trying to build what he had over here. Sure. Um, um, and so I, you know, you've got like Trent Williams who's still kicking around the league and still playing at a high level, Brandon Sheriff, and then you know uh, Moses who's uh, developed into one of the better uh, right tackles in football. Um, so I, I think that's where you start. I mean, they have some weakness, I think, with uh, at center and left guard. Uh, those are areas where uh, Dallas should try to attack. Um, you know, but you, like you said, uh, they, you know, it's not a very dissimilar offense to what the Cowboys run play with. You know, they've got a, a, run, a quarterback who is a threat with the ball in his hands uh, as a runner. Uh, you know, and then he's uh, can throw on the run as well. And then you've got a, a, a an offense that is centered around trying to run the football. They would like to run the football. Um, I think that's when when they're having their most success. They're having success running the football. Um, so can I, I add something in real quick? Please, about their yeah, offensive line. yeah, yeah. So they have a couple injuries now. Again, we, we're not exactly sure what the injury report's going to look like on Thursday or for the game. But Brandon Sheriff got hurt on Sunday and hurt his MCL. Now they don't think it's a significant injury, um, but he may not play in this one. And his backup at Sean Laveau, I'm not actually sure how you say his, say his last name. Uh, he got hurt in on Sunday's game, so they could be without their top two guards. Uh, in this game, just depending on how you know how these guys recover, at the very least they're going to be compromised some. So go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's it's important points because I think that you know this is it's all part of trying to weigh out what's happening here, right? Because I mean, you say the names, but you, when you imagine the names and their talent, you imagine them at full strength, and that's not exactly what is you know going on here. Um, I, I think that. Um, if Sheriff misses, the, this interior offensive line is not very suddenly. Good. Yeah, suddenly it's not very good, and um, you know I don't think that Williams and Moses are enough to you know c- carry the load there. Peterson again, is, especially at this stage in his career, is a guy that he probably needs to get going. You know, and, and yes. if, if you can get interior penetration. Um, and you know, stop him in his tracks or make him change direction behind the line and of scrimmage. And he's been banged up too. He yeah. got hurt on, well, I mean, on not Sunday and. Uh, he might not be 100% for this game either. He missed practice on Wednesday as well. So, yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, you know, all those things add up to uh, there is some instability there on whether or not they can maintain that run game. Uh, you know, look, I, I think it's fantastic news for the Cowboys that they have got Malik Collins and David Irving back. I think that is, you know, going to be extremely helpful with uh, kind of slowing down to, or making sure that th- these things don't get out of hand in either the both the pass or the run game. You know, I think it's you're going to have good matchups on the outside with these tackles and our pass rushers. Uh, but where I think the Cowboys are going to hopefully be able to find some r- r- room to work is with Crawford, with Collins, with Irving inside versus Rollier, Bergstrom, or you know, if Sheriff's not playing, whoever Sheriff's backup is. So, uh, and I think that that battle, the interior triangle, is going to be uh, where this game is won and lost. And then when you talk about what's happening you know a level back and the, the you know battle of peterson versus smith and vanderesh you know i can't think of a linebacker duo right now in the nfl that seems like they're better equipped to handle an adrian peterson than vanderesh and Jalen right. smith you know overly athletic large linebackers who not only can outrun peterson but uh can have the physical ability to take them down once they arrive there 
All right, so two quick little stats I found this week when I was researching uh, the, this game is in five games against the Redskins, David Irving has eight quarterback hits, three sacks, and six tackles for a loss. For Demarcus Lawrence, six career games against the Redskins, eight quarterback hits, 18 tackles for a loss, wow. and five sacks. Uh, if you get David Irving and Demarcus Lawrence healthy at the same time playing this Washington front, they should be able to do a lot of damage. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the passing game. And it's been a mixed bag of sorts for the Redskins this year. Alex Smith has been up and down. I uh, would, would say he's been a, a slight decrease from Kirk Cousins. Uh, Chris Thompson, a guy that you know was one of their better receivers out of the backfield, is banged up. He's only played a couple of games. Uh, Jordan Reed is healthy. Uh, and then at wide receiver, it's been... You know, tough. Jamison Crowder is probably not going to play this week. He's not going to practice at all. Uh, Paul Richardson is banged up. He is going to play, but um, he is nursing a knee injury. Josh Doxson has not played very well when he's got a chance. Uh, Maurice Harris is another guy that's played for them some who is just not a great player at this point. So uh, an offense that kind of looks clunky right now. So how can the Cowboys stop this Washington passing attack? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it starts with pass rush. Um, I think they, you know, Dallas has the, um, you know, the, the personnel to match up with these guys, clearly, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, th- I think there's no one that is going to threaten Jones at all, period. Um, or Jordan Lewis, for that matter. Really. Yeah, I mean, I, really, I don't even Lewis, really worry about Lewis. I don't worry about the outside pass game at this point. I mean, there may actually be more advantage for the Cowboys passing outside than there is Washington against our defense. Now, you know what I saying? would be more nervous if Crowder is playing because Crowder is a good slot sure, receiver. Absolutely, but absolutely. It doesn't but, sound like he's going to play, and that means I, I don't even know who's going to play in the slot for them. It could be Chris Thompson if he's healthy. Well, if I was them, I honestly, I mean, just put Jordan Reed as your slot receiver. And, I mean, and that, that could happen because that's what they're going to need to do. I mean, that's what I was just going to get to is ultimately Jordan Reed is going to be the offense. I mean, I, I don't know that, you know. It, if there's anyone else skills that skill player wise that's going to potentially be playing on Sunday, that really threatens a defense. I mean, he's kind of the Cole Beasley of the of their of their side, except for the fact that we also have Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, Peterson is a good running back, but he's not necessarily a threat at all as a receiver. Uh, you know, he's. I mean, he. You know, if he gets the ball and he's going, yeah, he is. But again, he's not. An, explosive enough um, uh, to you know really affect be a huge have a huge effect in the passing game outside of being an outlet guy so uh, I, I think you know really they're just going to need to um, uh, you know focus on stopping Jordan Reed find a way to get Jordan Reed's uh, slow slow down uh, and then I think they'll take you know they they'll take the matchups everywhere else. You know I think really it's it's Jordan Reed's the the the, the passing attack. You make sure that they he's accounted for, and then I think you like the the general matchups with everywhere else uh, on the outside. And the last thing I want to add before we we move on is like last week with Jacksonville, you've got to be aware of Alex Smith as a runner. Uh, it may not seem like he's a big weapon, but he can get outside the pocket and he can make plays. So. If you get into third and three, third and four, 
Uh, you know, you got to really, you know, the, the Cowboys are the Cowboys are suited for this because they have speed at linebacker. They can they can watch these athletic quarterbacks. So I'm not too worried about it, but it's just something to keep an eye on uh, this game because as Alex Smith is an athletic player. So um, let's go ahead and move on to our predictions and we'll wrap up the show. Landon, who do you have winning this game and why? This is a tough game. I mean, I, it's it's. You know, it's a must-win for both teams. I mean, not a must-win. I mean, if you want to be in the race, I think this is a huge win. I kind of feel like it's a must-win, at least for Dallas, I feel that way. You can't go three and four and then drop and be two and a half games back in the division. I I think with the way things are with Philadelphia, like, um, you want to kind of get a grip on the division right now. I mean, you haven't played Philadelphia yet, but it's at this point, the problem is for Dallas is that the games that they've lost against their division, I mean, against the conference uh, rivals, like th- that's going to really end up biting them in the ass if they don't find a way yeah. to either win the division or at least start racking up more NFC wins. So um, <clears throat> I think, um, you know, they, they, this is a game that Dallas, I, I think at this point, the, the best path to doing this is for Dallas to find a way to win the division. And I think they've had success in Washington before. Uh, you know, this team, this coach, this quarterback has had lots of success there before. I'm going to take Dallas, I think, because I just, I feel like there's more advantages for Dallas than there are, uh, Washington. When you look at the matchups, um, the injury situation um, with Washington also kind of gives me pause, but I just feel like this is this seems a lot like a a match similar matchup to what we played last week with Jacksonville, um, mm-hmm. and I think the, the difference is them being on the road. Can they handle them being on the road? Washington is always usually a, a pretty friendly place for Dallas to play, <laughs> especially in the last sure, decade, sure. to be honest. Uh, so I'm not as concerned about the communication problems that have been widely publicized this week. So I'm going to pick Dallas 24-17. Um, I, I really struggle with this game because I think these two teams are very similar in a lot of ways. They they don't really throw the ball well outside. Much like Jacksonville. They, you know? Yeah, they're, they're really... You know? Between Jacksonville, Washington, and Dallas, they're really the same kind of caliber of teams. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, the only thing that makes me a little bit hesitant from picking the Cowboys is they just haven't been good on the road this year. And that's so rare for a Jason Garrett team. Normally, it's the complete opposite. They're fantastic on the road, struggle at home. So uh, because this game is in Washington, uh, because I don't fully, still fully trust the Cowboys offense, I'm picking Washington 20-17. to 17. I think it could even be lower scoring than that. I, I wouldn't surprise me if this is a, you know, a thirteen ten game, uh, because both of these defenses are really talented. And you know, you put them against maybe subpar offenses, you're going to get a low scoring game. It could come down to kicking and turnovers. I was just going to say, I bet, I bet it starts out really low. I bet, I bet for three quarters, it's like a seventeen. Or it's like a ten to seven game. Yeah, I, and, and then I, I can like imagine that, right? the I can imagine the fourth quarter. There's just like each team scores two touchdowns. You know, because like they're yeah. exhausted, they've been beaten up on each other, and the defenses finally break. Uh, and so I, I think that 
yeah, I, 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 that's that's kind of how I imagine that playing out. Uh, I'm going to pick Washington 20 to 17, but I will say this: if Dallas can somehow figure out a way, and it doesn't even matter how, a figure out a way to win this game and go into the bye at four and three, yeah. I, I think I'll start to maybe change my opinion of where this team could go this year. I, at, the, at the beginning of the season, kind of thought seven and nine, eight and eight. You win this game, you look at the upcoming schedule, it gets easier. We'll see. But the Cowboys have got to find a way to win this game. Yeah. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure to check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. I, I love it. It makes me laugh every time. You guys can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. And, of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.